You need to forget about all the normal rules that apply to both college and society. Welcome to Pop You with Josh and Drew. I'm your co-host, Andrew. This feels like deja vu. I'm your co-host, Josh. And we have joining us once again in the guest chair, we have Nick. <laughs> Uncle Junior Nick. How's it going, man? Hey, hey guys. How's it going? Uh, I've got a little bit of a sore throat. Uh, do you think that's going to be a problem today? Uh, Andrew and I will call you back in about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes, okay? We call him back. We're like, <laughs> we just went ahead and did it. We just went ahead yeah, and recorded it. I don't think it'll be a big deal. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, guys. Miracle of modern medicine. Glad to have you back. Ah, glad to be here. Ever since we started doing this show, I feel like we've been circling this film. And that, of course, is The Godfather. Heck yeah, it is. Oh, oh, wait. I got it. I got it. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Keep doing it. I've played this like eight times. Pretty low rent, but still good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, that was my Casio keyboard from 1985. How many keys are on that? Like uh, 30 or? <laughs> it's like 15. I don't even know. There's like no range. There's not even an octave on It's got there. one octave and that's it. <laughs> We've been circling this topic for a long time, but we needed more firepower. So that's why we brought in Nick, who um, had a great time talking Star Wars last week, which is another, uh, another franchise that kicked off in the 70s. So let's talk franchises real quick because here's my question to both of you. Is the Godfather franchise, the Godfather trilogy, is it on the Mount Rushmore of film franchises when you take into consideration Marvel, Batman, Jaws, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, James Bond? Is it on the Mount Rushmore of franchises? Nick, you go first. I hate to say this, but I don't think it holds up with this new generation. And um, you know, you just brought up Indiana Jones and that trilogy. I think that transcends much better. And I just think that it's a, it's a, it's a more methodical drawn out movie. Um, the trilogy, the Godfather trilogy, it's not, it doesn't pan, to, you know, pander to the kind of the Marvel comics audience. And I, I don't want to, that's not an indictment on, on that generation. I just think that each generation changes and adopts adopts kind of new tastes just just like we did um now there are people like me and and i'm sure there are uh others that that go back and, and enjoy movies from prior generations I, I love the golden age of hollywood i love the black and whites they yes they talk funny and it's just the the screenplays are different but that appeals to me i, I still the drama the the purity of those movies are uh, really, you know, they really kind of speak to me. And so I'm going to put The Godfather up there against anything. Real quick, we were talking about, well, how do we want to approach this topic? And we finally decided on the scenes. And there are so many scenes to choose from. I've got five, but I could have picked another dozen. So I've, I've like lost track of like the generations, you know, because what Nick is saying is so true. It's like, I started thinking about it, I was like, what what person 
under 30 watches The Godfather. Like, only those rare occasions, right? But, like, it's, it is a slow, deliberately paced film. And part two is even more so. I mean, that's three and a half hours, man. That's a slow burn. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't think, yeah, but I, personally, I, I agree with Nick. It's like, yeah, it's got to be up there. I mean, the, the influence of that film, especially just in the genre of, like, the mafia, mob, whatever it is, kind of genre, huge influence. But then, yeah, what young person is like, can we can we watch The Godfather, Dad? <laughs> like, like, I watched it when I was 10, and it didn't really resonate with me. In fact, it kind of scared me. I didn't really go back and rewatch it till I was probably in junior high or high school, and that's when it really clicked. Here's the God, here's here's the problem with the trilogy. I think Godfather Three, I think hurts the franchise. Mm. That's the problem. Yeah, it always feels like it feels like you have one and two. Like the, internally, when you're thinking of all three movies, you've got like one and two in the sky, and then you're like, oh, three's on the ground. Yeah, but three. <laughs> Three is obviously three is the worst of those of the of the trilogy. But how does three rank among other third installments of a franchise? So compare it to it. Every franchise has some bad movies. Yeah. Return of the Jedi is a third. Okay, but uh, but let's let's discount. We got to take Star Wars off the table because those the top those three are that stands on its own. But what about Jaws three? What about oh. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade's up there for sure. Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, there's a lot of bad third films. Yeah, there's a lot of third part. And actually, I was going to say Return of the Jedi is not a good... I mean, that's the worst of the three. Yeah, it's a money grab at that yeah. point. You're, you're basically... <laughs> you're marketing that movie based on the success of the first two. Exactly. Especially when you listen to interviews with Francis Ford Coppola, who said he was never going to do another one after two. So he, he does one after two, 15 or 16 or however many years later, and it's clearly for the money. Yeah, it's like, you know, guys, um, you know, I've got kids that are about to go to college. Yeah. Um, I could use a, you know, a little tuition, you know, help here. Uh, let's get the band back together. Yeah, and Coppola, he like, he, I think, considered himself an auteur or whatever. So oh, for sure. He lost a lot of money on films. Like, he, like if you look at, like, a lot of the films he made... A lot of them really failed pretty bad. So I, a lot I get of them the did, feeling yeah. like he's like, he didn't want to do it. And then he's like, man, I need some money. <laughs> like if I want to, if I want to open my vineyard, you know, I want to, you know, yeah, support my family and I want to make more films. Maybe I'll just do this. What were his films in the eighties? So he does Godfather one, Godfather two, the conversation apocalypse now. Well, he did. He did. Uh, he did. Last was it? Last Tango in Paris, or what was the movie with Johnny Depp? Uh, Just the fact that we don't know proves <laughs> my point. <laughs> oh, he did. He did Dracula. I'm looking at it now. He did Dracula. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Dracula. Was that before or well, after that Godfather? 90s, that was after Godfather. So, two. that was. Uh, or, I mean, Godfather three. Here's the list after Apocalypse Now. So he did one from the heart. Never heard of it. Uh, the Outsiders, which is a, a good movie. He did Rumblefish. He did The Cotton Club. He did Captain EO, which is a short film. Yeah, I remember that. He did Peggy Sue Got Married, which I do like. I do like that. He movie. directed that. Like a classic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he did uh, see TV series. Uh, there's Gardens of Stone. Tucker, the Man in His Dream, which was a huge flop. Mm -hmm. He did New York Stories, which I believe was also a pretty big That was the one that had, like, each director did a segment. Yes. Yeah, he did the segment. And then... Um, well, I just realized he did, uh, 
Rainmaker. That was in the 90s, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, we're stopping at 90s. So what, what happened leading up to Godfather 3? The Outsiders is the movie I was thinking of. I mean, for some reason, I thought Johnny Depp was in that. He's not. Um, it's like Swayze C. Thomas and um, uh, C. <laughs> yeah. Thomas Howell, yeah. That's a good movie. I, I like that Did Machio in that movie? Ralph, Ralph Machio? That's, um, yep, he's in it. That, that movie is like was like basically training ground for some of the biggest actors for the next 25, 30, 40 years. Rob Lowe, Swayze, Estevez, Machio... How Tom Cruise is Cruise. basically building his hot, young, brash, and he's still doing his it hot in that movie. Phase. He's just really young, and he's got that gap in his teeth. I guess he fixed that later. But so I was watching Part Three, Godfather Part Three, the other day, and um, some of the things that I noticed. So he goes for the same kind of beats that those two movies have. Like he has to open it with a big right. ceremony, just like Part One and Part Two open with. The arc is the exact same for all three. Movies. Johnny Johnny Fontaine plays at the ceremony, singing to Connie again. Um, you have Michael off to the side of the room fielding favors from the guests. <laughs> Even in the picture they take, remember when um, in part one when Corleone, when he goes and grabs Kay and brings her into the picture, he does the same thing yeah. with uh, Vincent Mancini. It's like he didn't really realize what we liked about part one and part two and just thought that we would like to see, like that we had a nostalgic feel to it and we just wanted to see the same thing over and over. It, you know? I believe the term is formulaic. Yeah. I don't think part three is 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 a terrible movie. I mean, there's still some things about it that I really enjoy. Yeah. Have either of y'all seen it recently? Have you, se Josh? Have you seen it? Yeah, I watched it too. Yeah, I watched it. No, I watched it too. Yeah, I watched it too. Yeah, in the last week. Um, and I thought the same thing. It wasn't as bad as I remember, but it, it just it, <laughs> at parts I wanted to fast forward it. Yeah. You know, and I haven't seen it all that much. I've only seen it probably two other times in my entire life. So. I just kind of was like, I was like, I want to fast forward the scene. I was like, I gotta watch it for the show. <laughs> so, Some of those scenes with uh, Sofia Coppola are really painful. So awkward and and cringy. Yeah, it's bad. As the story goes, Winona Ryder was gonna play the part of Mary, and um, what happened was she was she had uh, I think she was in rehab, so Coppola had the choice of either delaying production for a couple months until she was well or going with someone else and so I think last minute he just kind of pulled Sofia Coppola into it which is kind of an unfair thing to do to somebody who's not really an actress anyway and then putting her in a, putting her in a Godfather movie in, in a very important role um, let me throw two names at you Marissa Marissa Tomei uh-huh Mira Sorvino how would that have been God, either one of them would have been great. Oh, Mira Sorvino would have been really good. I think she would have been great. Yeah. I think she would have helped the movie because she's just, she, she has that really magnetism. Yeah. She's a, she's a dynamic actress, and then you've got his daughter who's like... You need someone to be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Andy Garcia and Al Pacino. And, like, Marissa Tomei could have gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with either Pacino right. or... Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now the rest of the cast is fine. I mean, you have, you still have Diane Keaton. You have obviously you have Al Pacino. You have, like you said, Andy Garcia, and then e yeah, George Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> we that's the other. We all that was another. That's another weird insert there. Yeah. All right, Nick. Just, explain. Yeah, explain it. the George Hamilton I thing. I can't. I mean, there's a, there is no explanation. <laughs> well, um, no, but explain what happened. Explain why he's oh. in the movie. Wasn't it a? It was a money issue with uh with with uh Duvall, right? There was a money issue, right? Yeah. 
So Duval wanted to get paid as much as Pacino. Pacino got five million to do it, and so Duval wanted. What was it? Um, he wanted. He wanted at least close to it. He didn't need necessarily need five. But they offered because him what, I half a million or something. They offered him no. They they offered him like less than a million. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, yeah. That's that's a pretty big insult. Yeah, <laughs> and it was gonna be like. <laughs> I mean, Robert Duvall, probably one of the greatest actors of the last yeah, 50 years. Yeah, it's kind of, it, they should have, I mean, I get they probably had a budget, but it's like, come on. Actually, I'm going to look up their budget and see if it's. I mean, there. that's a huge miss. Like, that's a huge if you miss, could go yeah. back in time and redo that, you're, you're giving Robert Duvall whatever he wants. Because George Hamilton is basically, he's, a, he's wallpaper in that movie. Hey, I mean, can one of so you guys bad. imitate Robert Duvall telling Francis Ford Coppola? You owe me an apology! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. And then he hangs up. <laughs> the budget was fifty-four million, so a tenth of that goes to Al Pacino right off the top. How much did they? How much did that movie make? One hundred thirty-six. So it did well. I mean, that's a that's a that's a hit. Um, Couldn't you justify that if you give Robert Duvall three more million? That that movie probably does another hundred million. It's definitely going to do well. It's going to pay for itself for sure. I there's I, you just never know what what was driving. Some of that, but you know, at the time, Duvall was doing—he was doing a lot. That—that that was during a busy part of his, his, uh, you know, acting career. I mean, um, Duvall would have come back, though. You know. Oh, absolutely. Have. I don't. I, I just. I don't think. I think it was a situation where he was able to walk away from it, and you know. Yeah. He basically said, "Look, but if you don't pay me this, I'm not. I'm not doing it." I don't blame him for that. I blame. I totally blame Paramount and Coppola. For not just coughing up an extra two or three million dollars, even if it was going to be a walk-on part, which I think it was. I don't think it was going to be like, I don't think it was going to be him in the movie a ton, but it was going to be like the George. I mean, you needed that kind of dynamic. Um, so, so, like, let's see what he was doing. Oh, uh, Lonesome Dove. I mean, which uh, it was a made-for-TV ser- miniseries, but yeah, he had Lo- Lonesome Dove. Right before that, he did Colors, which is great. Um, That's huge. Um, uh, and then you have, and then I mean, so yeah, he's a busy, he's busy. The natural was, that was, uh, that was a few years. Yeah, what about that. uh? So he didn't have a well, ton when of was, roles. Uh, falling down. Oh, that was, um, was he in Falling Down? Yeah, he was the cop. Oh, that's right. That, that was that was about two or three years later. Hey, so all right, the running time of Godfather Three was 162 minutes. Cut an hour of it. It, if you could, well, Ooh, 30 minutes out, even. If you took out. There's two or three scenes, at least, that could have been removed, and it wouldn't have hurt the movie. I mean, it would have helped the movie. The throwaway scenes, to me, are are between Andy and Sophia. I, I just, that added nothing. Could, I think you can cut out a lot of the stuff that goes on in, in Vatican City. I think that's where you make your cuts if you're re-editing the film, because I, I, I still don't understand what was happening <laughs> When the, in that whole second half of the film, really, the best parts of the movie are with Joe Joe Montana. We haven't talked about Joe Montana, like the whole Joey Zaza versus Vincent Mancini, and you know Michael sort of being caught in the middle of it. And Mr. Corleone, all bastards are liars. Shakespeare wrote poems about. What are you gonna do with this guy? My interests don't conflict with Mr. Joe Zaza. Oh, you don't know how much your interests conflict with Mr. Joe Zaza. Those are the best parts of the yeah. film. What is the best scene of that movie? Oh, it's got to be the helicopter ballroom scene, right? Yeah, I would, I would think so. That's what. Wait, the wow. opera scene at the end is not bad. It's very Hitchcockian. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's actually, it's and it's 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 very 
like it were I think that that scene actually works in that way that Francis Ford Coppola does the same thing throughout three movies when it's like intercutting things like something's mm-hmm. happening and then someone's being killed the innocence and then the the horror and I've always wanted to stab someone with their own glasses <laughs> <laughs> He did come up with some pretty unique ways to assassinate somebody in part three. I will say that. Yeah, I like that. I like the inventive ways of doing that. That's Let's face it. That's what we all want to see, and we're all sick for wanting to see it. I know, I know. But, you know, the, the thing about the – I mean, just to sort of play the other side of it, the part about the, that, that last scene, it again, it feels like a retread of part one. Yeah, definitely. Totally. And part two, really. And – for some reason, the part two's ending doesn't feel like a retread of part one. No. And I don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's just because there's so much emotion. I think emotion. the build-up build was so well done. So Well, there's so, yeah, so much right. is going on. So much emotion is going on. Like, right. is he going to actually kill his brother? Is he actually going to do this? How are they going to actually kill Hyman Roth, who, who yeah. they just had an entire scene saying was untouchable? You know, how what's going to happen with Frankie Five Angels? Like, it wasn't so much... Like, in part one, it was just cool because we'd never really seen that kind of thing before. But part two is just cool because you just don't know how they're going to do it. Right. You know that they're going to end it for those three characters, but you just don't know how because a lot of the buildup makes it seem like it just couldn't happen, right? right. I don't know, yeah. Nick. What do you think? Yeah. Um, Nick's like, I, I was going to say, did I, I lose? Did I lose y'all on that one? <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> uh, no, no. Did I lose no, y'all I mean, on that? Golly, we, we have uh, we've given more we've paid more attention to, to three than than we should we should be. <laughs> can't have you can't have a conversation about the trilogy without <laughs> talking about three. I mean it's how can you do business with this guy? I'm a businessman. First foremost, I want no further conflict with him. You tell him from me that he can live or he can die. Vincent, will you shut up? Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Last question I'm going to ask on three. What did you think of the ending with him? Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie by now, I'm sorry, but uh, turn your <laughs> volume down. But 35-year-old movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wait. So wait. So what? What? What scene are you talking about? The one where he falls out of the chair? Yeah. Did you find that anticlimactic? Did you find it appropriate? Did you find it? Um... I found it appropriate. He dies alone. I, I did too. I actually liked the ending. I, it was very simple. Everything that was building up to that ending would have given you or gave me the impression that we were going to see something else. And I remember, I remember watching this movie as a young teenager, and and being a little, almost, um, kind of speechless, kind of going, "Wow, wow, that's it!" Realizing that it was very appropriate, it it made perfect sense for him to. To die alone. Where, where was he, by the way? Where was he? He was at Don Tomasino's. Uh, was he villa. in Italy? Yeah, he was at oh, the, okay. he was at Tomasino's villa. Um, we, he deserved to suffer. You yeah. know. What oh, if yeah. it ended where it's like a real big party and he's like, "Hey!" He's like, he's real happy, and it just like fades out. Like, oh mm-hmm. man, we, did we? Yeah, did we learn nothing? <laughs> uh, it kind of ends the same way part two ends because part two he he kind of it ends with a long shot of him alone yeah so they basically redo the ending of part two except this time he just dies 
Yeah, and you can't, you know, I think he could have, there's only two ways to do it. You have to see him die. I mean, you have to because of all, all the you death that, that he closure. caused, right? So you, you only have two options. Either he dies like that, very anticlimactic. Like, or he gets or assassinated. He gets, or he gets assassinated. And you, he, he, I, you know Coppola's like, we can't have him assassinated. Like, just like, just so we can, because there is a sort of that sorrow been kind of to cool, his though. It would have been cool, but there's a sorrow to his character. Yeah, right? that's true. You're touching on it. it we want to, I think he wanted us to feel, it's almost more pathetic the way he yeah, died. Right. Yeah. There's a more, right, you yeah. know, it, there's a, a pitiful, uh, a pitiful end to his existence that. Like nobody's around. Right. He's nobody's like, around. He on. doesn't even have enemies around because he's basically killed them all. <laughs> You know, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Um, yeah. What, what's the line at the end of part two when uh, Duvall says, "Why do you got to wipe out everybody?" He's like, "I don't have to wipe out everybody, Tom. Just my enemies." It's like, well, that is it's pretty much everybody. <laughs> like yeah. you've made everybody yeah. your enemy. Yeah. If you're getting down to the point oh, where you have to wipe out your own brother, to go into the <laughs> one and two. One of these days, we're gonna get into it. <laughs> we're segueing though. Or at least we're, we're segueing. No, no, no. We're segueing. Like. How let's start out with this. How sad this has got to be the most like the most sorrowful part of the whole trilogy is it cutting back and forth with like Fredo in the boat and he's like rocking. He's like Hail Mary, full of grace. <laughs> it's like, so sad because you know it's coming, and that's that's the gene. That is the genius of Coppola is every scene that ends in death. There's at least a good two to five second glimpse of it's coming, and you're like no. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in those two to five seconds, you're also thinking, maybe it yeah. won't come. Maybe it won't happen. If you're Fredo, aren't you facing Al in that situation? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you really going to just have your back yeah. turned to him? I like, know. You don't want to be anywhere. You don't want to, like, to ever turn your back on Al like, Neary. Hey, look, I know that Fredo is naive, and <laughs> we're supposed to, you know, we're Why? supposed to kind of, that's his deal. But... You're in a two-foot boat, and you can't just turn around. <laughs> yeah. and, like, I'm not so sure I wouldn't have brought a gun on board. Like, you know, if I'm you're going to take you me with out, me. I'm going yeah. to probably at least get a shot. Yeah. Well, the, the whole, the sad part about it is, I think, you know, because Fredo was a little bit on the slow side, it, that's what's so sad about it, is he didn't even realize how far his own brother had gone into that, and, that psyche, right? Yeah. That's what's so... Because we know, the audience knows. We're like, what? How, why would you trust just going? Like, they take the, oh, wait, the son, Michael. No, you're not going. You're not going on the boat. And he's like, I guess I'll go out anyway. Well, and here's here's the real sad part about that, is that Michael appears to make up with him at the funeral. Yeah. See, that's uh, the thing. Like, I think Fredo thinks so. that everything has been resolved and that they've made they've resolved. made up that is michael's mo that is in, in, when <laughs> yeah it's the, shame I mean, on you Fredo. And we're shame gonna on talk you, about that so i'm gonna i'm gonna touch on that when we talk about one of my probably my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the in the in godfather one okay uh, well, I, I won't uh let's, maybe, let's, let's go that into might it be a good, i'm gonna it. say that might be a good jumping off right. point but but there's no <laughs> doubt that is michael's mo all right all right so let's do this let's Carry this over to next week. Yeah. Nick, you're going to have to get out of bed early next Sunday and come um, join us again. And then we will dive into our top five scenes from the trilogy. We'll stop this episode here and we'll jump in next week. So until then, go check us out on Twitter. We're on Twitter, Pop University P1. You can find us on Facebook, Pop You with Josh and Drew. 
Go follow us on all the different podcatcher apps that are out there, whether it's iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, what have you. Check us out and leave us a rating. Let us know what you think. So until then, class dismissed. <laughs>